named one of the six top personal branding experts in 2022 by the American Reporter. Carol Kemmerer is also a professional speaker, author of the award-winning book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. Promote your brand with authenticity, tact, and power. Published, it's in its second edition in 2021. Carol's book has won multiple awards, including Book Authority's Best LinkedIn Books of All Time Award, two awards from the International Book Awards, and has been selected by the C-Suite Network as one of the top 100 best business books. Carol specializes in strategies using LinkedIn as a personal branding and business development tool. In addition to her one-on-one executive branding work with senior leaders, Carol is a popular speaker and member of the National Speakers Association. Please welcome Carol Kemmerman. Welcome everybody to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind and leveraging your business. So today we're going to talk about LinkedIn and strategies and marketing and things that pretty amazing. Now, before we get started, I just want to make sure that you push that button, boop, subscribe so that you can get informed in all the shows that we have a whole line of really great shows just like today. So you heard all the amazing things about Carol and I want to welcome Carol. It's such an honor to have you here and be able to talk about an exciting subject that I was just telling you before we pushed record that I literally had a LinkedIn account and I never really worked it, but I looked over at it about a year ago. I had 8,000 people in it. Wow, better pay attention to it. And I realized it's like a secret hidden treasure. I'd been over on the other platforms and they had died, basically Facebook and all these different ones. It didn't have the same quality as, as LinkedIn. You have quite a resume. I'm just curious, what got you into LinkedIn strategy mode? Oh, my goodness. It's so interesting because I had had a profile for forever, but I wasn't really paying very much attention as you weren't until I lost my position. So here's what happened. I had been a marketing communications consultant to a Fortune 500 company for 20 years. And because They were such a fabulous client and I was a value-added communication person. They were my only client for 20 years. Well, I loved it. You know, I was joined at the hip with that company. I really loved them. But they had a downturn, an economic downturn. And they did what many companies do when that happens. And they outsourced whole functions of the company, including marketing communications. Mm, ouch. Wow. I was dead in the water. My business was fine, but I had, I had no income. Right. <laughs> they couldn't take away who I was, but nobody was coming to me because for years I had drawn a line around my business because I never wanted to have a conflict of interest. And, you know, that was the right decision for me. But it was really painful to grow past that. And I realized that although I was well-known in the company for my expertise, 
no one outside the company knew who I was. And so in order to be able to move past that job loss, I needed to be able to express my brand powerfully online so that other people could find me. And I began to study LinkedIn very much as the subject matter because I knew that I'd be wonderful at writing for myself. That's what I did, you know, was write. But I wanted to know, how does the decision algorithm work? How does the ranking work? What is the underpinning of this so that I could reverse engineer and create the best profile for myself and the most visibility possible? Well, I started to crack that code. And while I was doing that, I reached out to the people that had hired me all those 20 years because they all lost their jobs too. And I was saying, you know, let me help you with this because this is a vital part of your moving forward. Because that was like in 2011 and recruiters had already moved from asking for resumes to come in and looking through all the resumes. They were searching for candidates for jobs they were trying to fill online on LinkedIn. Mm. My former clients thought that what I did was so remarkable that they started sending me their friends. And although I was looking for a regular job, I was done with consulting. I was never going to find you know, a client that I liked as well as the one that had just let me go. Right. What happened was I found a whole new business area. I found that with the same skills that I've used as a marketing communications person, active listening, understanding, being able to translate market speak and engineering talk into words that would move audiences, that's what I did for that company. And it's what I do now for my clients. So instead of shining branding brilliance on products, as I did for those 20 years, now in the last 10 or so, I've been shining branding brilliance on my clients, on people instead of products. So so much fun. So much fun. That is amazing because you've got to be at the top of your game. You were, you know, you were named by American reporters, one of the top six branding experts in 2022. That's pretty current, I would say. I guess it top is. Six. Yes, it is. And yeah. that's, you know, so bravo, right? Thank and you. I spent 10 years when I wrote my number one best-selling book, Ready for Pretirement, I spent about mm-hmm. 10 years going through marketing classes because after I wrote it, I realized, oh, you got to figure out the marketing. And yes. I, right? I went to all the classes. I got all those courses that I've never even, I, it's just not my my lane. Yeah. But it's an art to brand, to be able to speak the language that less, you know, that resonates yes. with people. It is such a gift. Mm-hmm. And it is not everybody can do it. Very Actually, I found very few people can do it. That's right. That's right. You know, the other thing is that the people that I work with, senior level executives, they all like to appear polished and they appear polished in the room. That's great. But online, they're not able often to accomplish that themselves. I can accomplish that for them. And... That's where my experience in marketing communications really clicks in for them to create a profile that 
builds in their no like and trust factors so that people want will want to do business with them and that creates an image of that person in the reader's head that says oh this is the person i want to work alongside so that's what i do and i really really enjoy bringing my skills to my clients you know, that's something else because there's so much noise out there and there's so much everybody's posting everything and it's sort of, it's almost so much that it all becomes the same. And the art, I would assume, with an expert like you that knows the branding, you know, how do you set yourself up to stand out and not just be like everybody else? And it's just, it's the art of language, wouldn't you say? Yes, and you know, strategic thinking. One of the things that I focus on for my clients is, you know, what are the three things you want to be known for? Not what are the six or seven or eight things that you can do, Mm -hmm. but what are the three things you want to be known for? Because when we say that we do six or seven or eight things, people like glaze over. They don't remember anything, but I know as a communications expert that We are hardwired as people to remember things in groups of three. And that's why preachers and teachers and orators and writers have used that format of three things. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. The three little pigs. All of these things, they, they like stick in our heads. And we can remember three things. So I'm very intentional about making sure that we're clear about what are the three things that we want to communicate. And I build their profile around that, not only in their about section, but also in the experience section to bring out those specific things that we want people to remember. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I really try to help people cut through that noise Right. So many of us think that if we make our circle large enough in terms of our skills, that somebody out there will recognize that we have the skill that matches up with their need and pick us out of the crowd because we are so multidimensional and diversified. Mm -hmm. But the truth is people want to hire experts. Right. Specifically in their area, or they want to work with experts. And so that's why as I am advising people, not only in their profile, but also in how they post, that they should be very strategic about making sure that their marketing messages are coming through. And that's where my background in product branding and product marketing communications really comes into play so that I can advise with years of strategy behind me. You know, it's such an art, and I've I've heard different people say, you have to post every day, or you should post quotes, or no, you should post an article, no, you should post only three lines. What do you tell (laughs) the out, right? Is that, is that, are all those just not right, or or they're all above? You know, Chris, what I want to say about that is that we need to start with, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? If you don't want to accomplish 
much through your LinkedIn profile. You don't have to post it all. (laughs) But if you are trying to grow your business, if you are trying to grow your visibility, if you are trying to really connect with people, then posting often is a good strategy. And I think that we need to post in the way that is most resonant with us. So if you're not a person who loves quotations and memes, that is not the way to get your point across. I was looking at some quotes that I like just this morning, and I'm going, yeah, but somebody else said that. So, you know, it's like, why is it that we grab onto three lines with a with a picture and think that we've done it? That is one way, and some people are very effective at that. But if it's not your way, I suggest that people get familiar with the literature in their area, the things that are being said in the business literature, not in clinical literature or, you know, the things that are showing up on Forbes and Inc. and Fast Company, the things that are topical in your industry. And one of the tools that I use and recommend that my clients use is Google Alerts. If you sign up for Google Alerts with keywords, every day, Google will send you the most recent stuff that's appeared in on the internet that day. And you can evaluate, is this something to share? Or is this not on brand for me? Is this my competition? And I'll read it because I need to know what they're doing, but I'm not going to share it. But when we find an article that explains an area, for instance, in managing your own wealth, helping to fund for your retirement account, if you found an article that someone else wrote for an association, for instance, it would be a lovely thing for you to curate. By curate, what I mean is to share it with your own spin so that people that you are trying to reach will hear your voice as well as the voice of the original author of the article. So I'm a big fan of repurposing other people's information because sometimes they write a whole lot more easily than we do. And you're sharing as an educational gift to the people that follow you. The people that follow you want to know what you do and how they can be more effective and you are giving a gift. So I think that the most important thing is to be consistent in how you communicate because most of the people that I work with are really working on increasing their top of mindness. They are posting once a day. But if you are just trying to make sure that when somebody opens your profile, they don't see something that's six months old as the first thing in your activity, then you can just post on Wednesdays, say, and uh, just have a cadence that works with your schedule and that is not burdensome. You know, LinkedIn should not be a chore But then the one thing that I want to make sure is that if someone comments on what you've posted, 
that you're there to respond. Because I think LinkedIn is all about relationships. And when we have comments and the opportunity to respond, we are building a business relationship. We are nurturing that relationship. So I think that that's important. That's really good. Um, and that's a good tip that everybody that you shared with on the Google alerts and repurposing the articles in your own language. And that can change a lot of things. You also yes. talk about telling your story in pictures, right? Maybe you can yes. unwrap that a little bit because I'm more, I'm more visual. I can just look at a picture than read the whole article kind of person. Sure, sure. So two things. One, on your profile. It's wonderful to populate your profile with pictures, pictures of you or you and your team or whatever, working on a community project, for instance, or a picture of a product launch or a picture of you speaking, whatever it is, we are hungry to see the real you. You know, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for authenticity. And so that works really well. And then often, like when I write articles of my own to post, and I am always looking for a visual hook. Mm-hmm. That's part of my marketing communications background. We love to be teased by something that like is out of the ordinary. I have a, a picture that I use and all pictures that I use, of course, are either mine because I took them, but more likely mine because I paid for them through a subscription service. So I want to be clear that we don't just rip off pictures from other people's websites and stuff. But there is a picture that I have of the background is aluminum foil, just a wall of aluminum foil. And the man who's standing in front has himself all wrapped in aluminum foil. And you can see his eyes and, you know, but it's like, hmm, what is this? And I use this in my speeches and stuff to talk about why blend in if you can stand out. So, you know, it's a visual tease. And I love using images like that. It makes people want to read that article too. You know, they see this thing and it's it's so unusual. It's it's just a funny, funny picture. And the concept of well, my profile looks about as good as anybody else's. You know, I'm looking at CEOs and and I got same amount of stuff as they do. <laughs> well, the problem is that the CEOs who have skeletal profiles are not benefiting themselves. And so when you pattern yourself after people that are not using profile to its max, you're doing yourself a disservice. So when we post about ourselves either in our posts or on our profile. We want to be as natural and as transparent as we possibly can. To be authentic is something that I think we especially hunger for since the global pandemic. 
came into our world. As we have been so separate, we're looking for the clues that there's a real person there who is more than a position. You know, that's really good. I think you even wrote a book about LinkedIn for the savvy executive, promote your brand with authenticity, right? Yes. Transparent and being in all these silos that were in, you know, during the pandemic and still a lot there. It didn't just, you know, you're a national speaker. Right. And me too. But it it's not like it used to be where, you know, I go out, right? Like at least a week out of every month I was at an event. That's not quite like that anymore, is it? Yeah. yeah, you are correct. That is really, really true that so much has been transferred to this hybrid world or to right. the, the uh, virtual interactions. And I am thankful for all of the technology that allows us to do that. Mm-hmm. But it isn't the same. It's not the same. You give someone a hug or, you know. Yeah. But as a result of that, I think it requires more transparency. So you're it not does. just the profile on a page that says all the same thing. But, you know, and the funniest thing, too, just on this topic of transparency, of like when I wrote my number one book and I was like ready for retirement and, oh, yeah, and I'm a number and I've done this and I've done that. No one on my watch has ever lost a dime. Nobody really cared. They wanted to hear the hard part of my story. You know, when I didn't have any money or was homeless or some hard things happened. You know, like, oh, you're like, you know, I could do, oh, she may, I could make it, you know. I didn't really know that at first. And I think that is so valuable, the transparent. And I think the video, the, the internet is making, that's what you have to be real to get through, right? get through the video, get through the noise. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what you're working on now. And you have a course, right? How to be found on LinkedIn. Oh, and right. Yes, yes. My course, I'm so proud of this course. It is called How to be found on LinkedIn. Key strategies for attracting ideal for you opportunities. Nice. So I took a course about how to write a course, which was so fabulous because, you know, you're thinking, okay, so I'm going to write a course about how do people write a good LinkedIn profile. Now, some people say that I'm stealing for myself because that's what I do with people one-on-one in my consulting. But really, the people that I consult with will never want to do it themselves. And the people that can't pay for a one-on-one consulting relationship, still need that information. And so I love that I have done this course that is narrow enough. It's not about everything. My book is pretty much about everything. You know, it's about your brand and how it should manifest in every area of your LinkedIn use. But this course is really just about how to how to work on profile. But it was so nice to have somebody talk about narrow, narrow, narrow. So you have maximum impact. 
And apparently I followed the rules really well because the reviews that I've gotten are really powerful. People are finding that. So if your people are interested in that, they can find it under my website, which is the same as my name. So that makes it both easy and hard because my name is tough. So it's um, secure site, HTTPS colon slash slash, and then Carol Hammerer. And that last, oh, the Carol has no E, just C-A-R-O-L. And then the last name butts right up against it, K-A-E-M-M-E-R-E-R.com. And to get right to the course, it'd be slash online course. I think that, that people are finding that a real bargain and an opportunity to hear some really strategic ways that we can make an impact on our brand. I talk about the, the importance of writing to the margins because LinkedIn is a search engine and it's looking for our keywords. So if you write a little bit, your chance of being found on a LinkedIn keyword search are nada. We have to write effectively and to the margins, to the limits of LinkedIn in order to have our words show up in context often enough to propel ourselves to the top. So it's that kind of strategy of knowing how LinkedIn works so that we can use it to our own benefit. Wow, that's great. I didn't know that. I'm just doing yeah. a little short post there. Okay, nobody, yeah. no wonder nobody sees them. <laughs> well, we're talking about your your profile, you know. Um, oh, profile. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you were talking about posts when you do the posts. No, no. On on your on your profile, we need to populate Elaborate. that yeah. about section with some real yeah. stuff. Real and stuff, people right. they connect with story. Yes. And so, you know, that's important. You can't write a story about yourself in three sentences, which right. is what some people try to get by with on their about section. Yeah, it's not. I look at that and I see the, the how much energy they put into it. I was like, nah, you know, yeah. it's immediately <laughs> turned off. But I wasn't always that way. You know, and I looked at my profile was sure. you know, redone by an, another expert, but sure. it totally changed everything. But it was yes. very, it's very elaborate, like you said. Yeah. You have so many, such jewels of wisdom here. Maybe you could leave everybody with, what final note would you like to leave with everybody listening? I think it's important to be strategic on LinkedIn. You need to know why it is that you're communicating and what you'd like people to know. You know, when I worked in brand strategy work for that Fortune 500 company, we had, you know, specific talking points that were supposed to be in every document, things that we knew our target market needed to hear. It applies the same for you. You know, know what you are trying to say, say it often, say it well, nice. be strategic. Be strategic. Say it often. Say it well. All right. Carol, what an honor to have you here today. It's been really a joy and encourage everybody to reach out and, and check out how to be found on LinkedIn. And we'll be posting this 
Uh, well, you, the video is going to be on our YouTube channel, and Excellent. this podcast is available everywhere. We are the Top 1% Podcast, so everybody tell your friends about this show. Share it. We'll be blasting it out everywhere. And again, thank you for joining us on Money oh. 911. Karen, thank you. Such a, such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. All right. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.